Hello and welcome to another teaching from 119 Ministries. Our ministry believes that the whole Bible is true and directly related to our lives today. If you would like to know more about what we believe and teach, please visit us at testeverything.net. If you enjoy this video, don't forget to hit the like button and subscribe to our channel by hitting the button down below. We hope that you enjoy studying and testing the following teaching. It is often asked, what is the unpardonable sin? Is there even such a thing? Jesus, his Hebrew name being Yeshua, mentions this concept in Mark 3:29, Matthew 12:31, and Luke chapter 12, verse 10. Mark chapter 3, verse 29. But he who blasphemes against the Holy Spirit never has forgiveness, but is subject to eternal condemnation. Matthew 12:31. Therefore I say to you, Every sin and blasphemy will be forgiven men, but the blasphemy against the Spirit will not be forgiven men. You may have heard of something called the unpardonable sin before. Yeshua used phrases like, never has forgiveness, and is subject to eternal condemnation. So please keep in mind, it is not us saying that there is a sin that is unforgivable, but our Messiah Himself. This is where the phrase unpardonable sin or unforgivable sin originates. Where was Yeshua getting this understanding? Was he teaching something new? First, we need to define some words. Mark chapter 3 verse 29. But he who blasphemes against the Holy Spirit never has forgiveness, but is subject to eternal condemnation. We will discuss the holy or set-apart spirit in context a little later. First, let's define what it means to blaspheme. To blaspheme means to revile or despise. For example, Paul used the word for blaspheme here, Romans chapter 2. For as it is written, the name of God is blasphemed among the Gentiles because of you. Paul was referring to Isaiah chapter 52 verse 5. Now therefore what I have here declares Yahweh seeing that my people are taken away for nothing. Their rulers wail, declares Yahweh, and continually, all the day, my name is despised. You can see here how the word blasphemed in English really means to despise or revile Hebraically. Mark chapter 3. But he who blasphemes against the Holy Spirit never has forgiveness, but is subject to eternal condemnation. So Yeshua is speaking of an individual here that is against the Holy Spirit in such a way that he reviles or despises the purpose of the Spirit. Thus, it would be important to discover the purpose of the Spirit. Before we go that route, we need to ask ourselves, where is Yeshua obtaining this understanding? Is this something new? Is this a new doctrine? We know that Yeshua did not speak his own words, but spoke the Father's words. John chapter 14. He who does not love me does not keep my words, 
And the word which you hear is not mine, but the Father's who sent me. John chapter 14, verse 10. Do you not believe that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? The words that I speak to you I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does the works. So if Yeshua is not speaking his own words, we must find it somewhere in the Torah. It is found in the Torah. Numbers 15. But the person who does anything presumptuously, whether he is a native-born or a stranger, that one brings reproach on Yahweh, and he shall be cut off from among his people, because he has despised the word of Yahweh and has broken his commandment. That person shall be completely cut off. His guilt shall be upon him. A person is cut off from Israel in the case of acts of willful and intentional sins, thus proving that their heart is not after Yahweh, who is the Word of God, but instead after themselves, the flesh. The one who thumbs their nose at God in disobedience exposes their heart and lack of faith. They, in fact, are determined to despise the Word, thus not practice it. Therefore, the guilt of their sin is still upon them and not forgiven. That person shall be completely cut off. His guilt shall be upon him. Just like Yeshua said, never has forgiveness, but is subject to eternal condemnation. Now we see how Yeshua is simply teaching what the Torah already declares as truth. The author of Hebrews extrapolates to the same conclusion. Hebrews chapter 10. For if we sin willfully after we have received the knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sins, but a certain fearful expectation of judgment and fiery indignation which he will devour the adversaries. Anyone who has rejected Moses' law dies without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses. Of how much worse punishment, do you suppose, will he be thought worthy who has trampled the Son of God underfoot, counted the blood of the covenant by which he was sanctified a common thing, and insulted the Spirit of grace? For we know him who said, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says Yahweh. And again, Yahweh will judge his people. It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. But, we might ask, how does what Yeshua said about the unpardonable sin fit in with rejecting the Word of God by refusing to do His commandments, as described in Numbers 15, verses 30-31? through 31? Note how Yeshua and Hebrews focuses on the Spirit in those verses. It is all about insulting the Spirit or rejecting the Spirit, or really, the whole purpose and point of the Spirit. Remember what we discovered earlier that blaspheming the Spirit is to despise or revile the Spirit. In Hebrews chapter 10, a few things should stand out. For if we sin willfully after we have received the knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sins. And anyone who has rejected Moses' law dies without mercy. That is the connection. Somehow, rejecting the Spirit is related to rejecting the law of God and intentionally sinning. So it would be important to know the point and purpose of the Spirit as it relates to sin and the law of God. 
we know that the purpose of the Spirit in the New Covenant is to point us to the law of God. Ezekiel 36. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. I will take the heart of stone out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and you will keep my judgments and do them. This is also confirmed by Yeshua when he said that the spirit will lead us into all truth. John chapter 14. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. John 15, 26. But when the Helper comes, whom I shall send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will testify of me. John 16, 13. However, when he, the Spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. And we know that the truth is the law of God, the Torah. Psalm 119. Your righteousness is an everlasting righteousness, and your law, Torah, is truth. Thus, when we sin intentionally, sin being breaking the law of God, 1 John 3, 4, we are actively and intentionally rejecting the word of God. The very same thing we are to have faith in. This should not be too surprising, both biblically and logically. Our faith is to be in the Word of God, which is what Yeshua claimed to be, Revelation 19. We cannot claim we have faith in the truth of the Word of God and live our lives against it in practice. This is why the author of Hebrews prefaces his conclusion in Hebrews with those who have received the knowledge of the truth, the Torah meaning that some have not received knowledge on every instruction in the Word of God, so they have not had an opportunity to accept or reject it, which is observed in willful obedience or disobedience. We must not forget that our Messiah also referred to Himself as the Word of God, and that to actively and intentionally reject the Word is the same as rejecting our Savior. This is different than accidentally rejecting the Word of God in ignorance and teaching the same. That is still possible in the faith under the umbrella of deception, yet within the parameters of still retaining a true desire for the Word of God. To such, we'll either be least or greater in the kingdom in the same degree that we were an accidental heir. Yeshua teaches on this in Matthew chapter 5, verses 17 through 19. Yeshua was teaching directly out of the Torah again, speaking of Numbers 15, verses 22 through 29. If you sin unintentionally and do not observe all these commandments which Yahweh has spoken to Moses, all that Yahweh has commanded you by the hand of Moses from the day Yahweh gave commandment and onward throughout your generations, then it will be, if it is unintentionally committed, without the knowledge of the congregation, that the whole congregation shall offer one young bull as a burnt offering, as a sweet aroma to Yahweh, with its grain offering and its drink offering, according to the ordinance, and one kid of goats as a sin offering. So the priest shall make atonement for the whole congregation of the children of Israel, and it shall be forgiven them, for it was unintentional. They shall bring their offering, an offering made by fire to Yahweh, and their sin offering before Yahweh, 
for their unintended sin. It shall be forgiven the whole congregation of the children of Israel and the stranger who dwells among them, because all people did it unintentionally. And if a person sins unintentionally, then he shall bring a female goat in its first year as a sin offering. So the priest shall make atonement for the person who sins unintentionally when he sins unintentionally before Yahweh to make atonement for him. And it shall be forgiven him. You shall have one law for him who sins unintentionally, for him who is native-born among the children of Israel and the stranger who dwells among them. Those in unintentional sin were still considered to be a part of Israel. Yet sacrifice, Yeshua prophetically, covered them. In Matthew chapter 5, verses 17 through 19, Yeshua coupled this understanding with the knowledge of how our eternal rewards would be disseminated to us in the end in the kingdom. One part being obedience to Yahweh's voice and instructions, meaning the law of God, and the other part, how we use the resources and gifts we were blessed with to further, or to not further, His kingdom. The conclusion is this. There is a sin that is unpardonable. It is the continuous rejection of faith in the Word of God by intentionally ignoring what the Word of God says. This is the same mistake made in the wilderness after Mount Sinai, and the same mistake we are all encouraged not to repeat. That you can read in Hebrews chapter 3 and Hebrews chapter 4. If you would like, you can see our respective teaching, Hebrews 4, in his rest now or later. Now, this is important. When we speak of intentionally sinning, we are not talking about a one-time instance. David committed murder, for example. Solomon engaged in all kinds of sins. So did a lot of other people. All of these sins could fall under the concept of premeditated and intentional. But that is not what we are talking about here. We are talking about habitual, willful, and intentional sin that is the result and evidence of despising the Spirit of God. It would be defined as actually hating the law of God and having no regard for it at all. It is the opposite of faith and repentance. This should make sense because it is faith and repentance that is what affords us forgiveness. How can we be forgiven if we despise and revile the Word of God? How can we be forgiven if we hate the Word of God so much that we care nothing to practice it in our own lives? Notice that Yeshua's words are present tense, Mark chapter 3. But he who blasphemes, present tense, against the Holy Spirit never has forgiveness, but is subject to eternal condemnation. It does not state that one who blasphemed, past tense, the Spirit never has forgiveness. At one time, we all blasphemed the Spirit because we all hated the Word of God until we came into the faith and start growing to love the Word of God. Do you see the difference? It is the one who is actively and currently engaged in disobeying the Word of God habitually, without care or concern, without love for the Word that does not have forgiveness. Thus, if you love the Word of God, and you have a desire to practice the Word of God, then you are not blaspheming or despising the Spirit of God, because it is the Spirit of God that is the desire in our heart to go after His Torah. There is a difference between currently being unrepentant and blaspheming the Spirit or hating the Word of God. That person does not have forgiveness, and then the person that blasphemed the Spirit and repented and loves to walk His Torah just as our Messiah taught and practiced, it is He that has forgiveness. 
We hope that this study has blessed you. And remember, continue to test everything. Shalom. It is because of you, our generous supporters, who make it possible to offer these high-quality teachings completely free of charge. If you feel led to support 119 Ministries so that we can continue this effort, please visit testeverything.net and click on the Support 119 tab. Learn how you can partner with us to take the whole Word of God to the nations.